The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I'm determined to bring you back to your superpowered self. Joining me today is Nina Chan. She's the author of Motto, brand new book, just released. She was born and raised in India and now lives in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. Big change there with her husband and her two children. Her passions include yoga, meditation, massages, and coffee. She graduated with a master's in communication and thrived for 13 years in a successful marketing career as a freelance writer for a leading publication. She's known for her humorous speeches and her witty one-liners, which are brought to life in her presentations, her articles, and now in her book. Welcome to the show, Mina. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm honored to have you, and you have a book that is out called The Motto Effect. What is The Motto Effect? Tell us what, tell us what this is about. Yeah, The Motto Effect is a newly released book on Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disorder. So my story actually started with me being diagnosed with Hashimoto's after the birth of my kids. So, which entirely rocked my foundation of life. And the illness progressed so rapidly that I was left with a whole lot of, uh, you know, debilitating symptoms. And I was so frantic to, um, you know, frantically trying to recover. I was a new parent. I had a full-time job. I was also managing my family. And on top of that, having the energy to kind of recover and go through all these symptoms was just not easy. So I was like extremely brain fogged. I just couldn't even read through the internet or any of these gigantic uh, medical Mm -hmm. books. So Mm -hmm. I was like deeply frustrated with the whole process. And I was just, you know, longing for that real quick uh, recovery to happen. I'm sure. How long ago was this? How long ago were you diagnosed and were on that journey? Yeah, this was uh, five, uh, close to, yeah, six years ago. Six years ago. And your children, how old are your children now? My, uh, this started right after my son was born and right now he is uh, seven. Seven, wow. Yeah, such a story for so many women, right? Like childbirth, perimenopause, menopause, any of these big hormone shifts, adolescence, all of it can trigger Hashimoto's. And I feel like it flies under the radar. How long did it take for you to actually get a diagnosis and for people to figure out that that's what was happening with you? Oh, perfect. Yeah, I was doing like everything in my favor. So I was being diligent. I went from one doctor to another. And you know, the typical route of the Western world, I mean, going to your general physician and then endocrinologist and all that. So I was kind of trying to treat the Western illness with the Western methodologies. And then I kind of quickly realized that I'm trying to, uh, you know, kind of get this optimal health. But uh, unfortunately, the the ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. So Mm -hmm. I had to really shift my perspectives there and look at this illness at at a more holistic level. So that's when things started to shift. Wow. And so, so much the same story that so many of us, even I personally have been through, got sick, had to find answers, went through the doctor to doctor thing, wasn't getting anywhere, even though I am a doctor, you know, and uh, finally had to study, you know, Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, holistic medicine to fix myself, which inspired the practices and everything else since. So how does the motto effect 
correlate to Hashimoto's? What's the connection there? Yeah, so motto generally means belief or ideals, right? So any journey to wellness, I believe, just starts first with a single step of believing that you can overcome. You can overcome Hashimoto by developing your life-transforming mottos. And a Hashimoto to a motto, you're just short of one letter T. And for me, the T stands for transformation. Mm, I love that. And even... I didn't even have stared at this word forever. I didn't even think of that. So what is, so what, so you're really bringing like a energetic spiritual part to this story, not just a chemistry story, which, you know, I love, you know, what, what is that that people are missing when they're diagnosed with something like Hashimoto's? What is the transformation that needs to happen or needs to begin? Yeah. So the first thing for me, I think personally, um, I went to, uh, yeah. So right after the uh, endocrinologist, I was at a stage where I had to literally um, kind of pause and really kind of take a look at my um, body and mind. And I knew that I was not in the right place. So I kind of started my search, went into integrative, um, you know, holistic medicine, uh, found a naturopath. And believe it or not, I took so much more time uh, searching, researching for a naturopath, much more than I did for my own life partner. Oh my gosh, that's not good. <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> so, yeah. I know, I know. So because I wanted the best, and um, and this was the only last shot, right? And how I looked at it is, uh, you know, I had nothing to lose. I was already at the end of the road. So yeah. if this did not work, then I would be where I was. But then if it did work, then I could really recover. So that was the real hope that kept me uh, going. So that was a real transformation that, you know, I, I got to meet this person. And then I started understanding the whole process of how the mind and body and soul, everything is kind of connected. And your thoughts are like, you know, kind of uh, play a big role in the way how you recover and heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the beginning of this journey. That's amazing. So, you know, for people out there listening, you know, for all the women out there who might be suffering from Hashimoto's and, and dealing with this, like that we have heard, but it seems so intangible. I almost see my patient's eyes kind of glaze over when I, when I start using some of this language, but how do we break this down for them? So they understand what those connections are, the connections between you know, the holistic part of your self-care, the mental part, the physical part, the spiritual part, or your soul part. How, do, how can women bring those pieces together? Uh, talk to us a little bit about what you did, and maybe we can apply it to people, uh, people out there listening today. Yeah, so one of the first things my doctor checked with me was, <clears throat> he asked me, like, you know, would I know, like, I had this extreme fatigue. So he asked me, like, do you know when exactly you're, you're tired? And then I told him that, yes, I absolutely know that I'm tired from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And he said, wow, I mean, it's really hard to pick, right? It's like kind of picking a needle out of a haystack. When you're tired the entire day, how do you exactly pick out when you're your worst self? But I could tell that. And that was the beginning of a little bit of a spark that gave me that, you know, I do have that self-awareness. And he pulled out uh, this um, Chinese, um, you know, PCM called the traditional Chinese medicine card. 
Yeah, so this chart goes over like, you know, from uh, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We looked at that and what it was, the exact opposite to that was 9 p.m. to 11 p.m., which relates to something called as the uh, triple warmer. So in Chinese medicine, you know, kind of this, um, your organs are all related to a particular uh, meridian. And this nine, uh, my body was behaving the way that, you know, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. kind of a body was what I was behaving instead of the morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. body, which stands for the flight, uh, fight or freeze response. So my adrenals were totally out of whack. And it mm-hmm. makes sense, like, you know, at a psychological level, the triple warmer meridian actually is connected to your throat. And the throat center is really governed by your sound, like, you know, the way you speak, how you, how true you are to yourself. And it's mm-hmm. all the, um, you know, it's the real center for self-expression. And that's kind of similar to even the uh, throat chakra that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. It's called the uh, Vishuddha where it's, you know, you kind of express your life in a very authentic way. And when you don't express yourself, you're going to have these sore throat and, you know, you're going to struggle a lot with expressing your inner self. So the more you try to kind of suppress these feelings, you're going to feel that lump in your throat and that choking thing, which which perfectly, you know, kind of goes with my um, life because I was a super mom running from, I was in a top-notch career, marketing career, and working vigorously and trying to be a super mom, cooking up all these baby foods from scratch, and I wanted everything perfect. So it was a disaster, right? Right. right. Yeah. So how did you how did you transition out of that? What what were your first steps? What were some of the first things you did, and and where did you go from there to heal your thyroid? So now what I've said, as I said earlier, the first uh, spark of self-awareness started with his question. So I started keeping a track of my um, fatigue levels. I made notes of how my body reacted to certain foods. And then from there, I moved on to uh, if the medication uh, changes made me feel better. And I, I didn't stop just with, you know, my physical self. I also went into the emotional awareness part of it. Like, did I feel more frustrated? Did I feel more agitated? Where a lot of these, uh, you know, triggers, where they really self-imposed. And um, my standards of perfectionism was too high, So, which is a perfect recipe for disaster. So I had to kind of, you know, um, set my boundaries, learn to say no. And a lot of things. Um, so it was more of understanding myself at a much uh, deeper level. That is amazing. Did you also change like diet and, you know, supplements or and did you do, did any of that play into it? Or you felt, feel like the mental and spiritual was a, had a bigger impact? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, just like everyone starts off, I think starting off with your body is one of the easiest things, right? So your diet, your exercise, your sleep, Uh, how much you rest, your medications, all that's going to play an important role. But then also mentally, I had to know like, you know, how strongly what I believe in and the thoughts had to be really good. And I had to make a conscious effort, be more intentional throughout the day. So that is where the mind part of it played a big role. So it all goes hand in hand. I think it all does. And it's, you know, it's amazing to see like, even like you're talking about Chinese medicine. One of the reasons I love Chinese medicine so much 
is they will map an organ to an emotion, to a meridian, to a remedy. And it's pretty beautiful the way they were able to, to figure it all out. And as a conventionally trained physician, for me, it's also been equally fascinating to know that to get lab work and to see everything kind of line up beautifully. You know what I mean? Like this is what's happening. This is what Chinese medicine is saying, but we see it right here in the labs. This is what Ayurveda is saying, but we see it right over here and tying so much of the personality to that. Like, you know, the thyroid, uh, you know, I talk about it in my book, the Superwoman RX and the women that typically have thyroid issues are usually women that are, we call them boss ladies. They're like go-getters, they're getting things done. They hold all that stress in the gut, but the gut is the first thing to crash. It triggers inflammation. Eventually they end up getting thyroid issues as well because the thyroid is compensating for the cortisol all the time. But it is, you know, in so many women today, that was the dominant type of the book. You know, it was, and so much so that I questioned my test. I was like, well, why are all these women testing out as boss ladies? Because so many women today are just, they're super women. They're killing it. They're crushing it. They're trying to be perfect. You know, they're trying to have perfect food and, and look perfect and have that career and the perfect relationship. And you can't just keep those balls in the air all the time. And so that's what part of why I think Hashimoto's is on the rise. But the beauty of the Eastern systems of medicine and how they can, can diagnose and treat and identify without all the technology that we have today continues to fascinate me. And I think we just have something really special when we merge it all together. So what is this thyroid puzzle that you often, that you're talking about? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so for me, uh, one of the main things, like, you know, this was my light bulb moment. Um, you're going to, I mean, all of us, most of us who are diagnosed with Hashimoto's or any autoimmune, um, I think the genetic predisposition is there, right? Without the genetics, then this is not really right. a kickstart in your body. But then what really made the difference is that this amazing uh, piece that, you know, comes to solve this uh, autoimmune puzzle is something called the epigenetics, which mm -hmm. is really kind of determines how your lifestyle changes or the environmental factors. It largely influences your, your disease expression. So every single act, be it like, you know, the foods you eat, or your lifestyle stresses, or the exercise that you do or that you don't do, your sleep patterns, and the impurities in the environment, they all play a really crucial role in determining whether your genes are going to kickstart this disease in your body, right? So it's almost like um, a match, like, you know, imagine your genes as the matchbox, and then your poor lifestyle choices as the frictions so these are going to create those prime conditions to ignite the fire. So this was when I was like, oh, wow, oh, my God, okay, I have really the lifestyle choices that can really influence my disease and it can really bring it into remission. So while the genetics cannot be altered, we do have a lot of control uh, influence over all these influences. And those are the top 10 influencers, which I have actually identified in the book and how they can adopt these on a day-to-day -day basis that's going to really bring their disease into remission or even like, you know, they're going to heal and recover completely. So that's, uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I hear all the time from patients, well, I have the gene for this, I have the gene for that. And it's almost like a life sentence is sort of the way they, they treat that. 
But I feel like I spent a lot of time and energy in my rooms explaining you can have a gene, but a gene has to be turned on. And that's that epigenetic component to it that a gene can lay dormant. It can lay quiet. If it's the environment around that, that cellular chemistry, the emotional chemistry, the spiritual chemistry is in the right place. Those genes get activated by environmental and lifestyle factors. So much so that in study after study, when they talk about cancer and other autoimmune diseases, they talk about the fact that it is much more lifestyle based than it is genetics. And that's the irony of, of so much of this because of all our, all our treatments, especially in the world of cancer, are very genetically based, right? So really putting all these pieces together is important. I think it's important for everybody listening today to understand the difference between having a gene and having a gene that really is active. And that is completely dependent on the way you live your life, the food you eat, the way you think, the motto that you might have in your brain. And it's kind of our responsibility to, to do that really hard work of rewiring, changing us. And it's not easy, but the other thing that's equally fascinating and from the world of Chinese medicine is that you know the importance of doing that work is also generational because we do feel like, and Chinese medicine talks about this, that we transmit these patterns down generation after generation. And so we want to do our part to shift them or change them to a certain extent. You know, So I think that's fascinating. I can tell you're a writer. I love all the analogies, the mastic and the fire. I know a fellow writer when I see one, but um, I think that's amazing. Uh, what's next for you in this journey with Hashimoto's? Yeah, so I mean, the next part is where the, uh, you know, the book, entire book is kind of divided with your mind, body and soul mottos. And I talk about like different mottos that go into each of these three uh, parameters. So the last part, the soul motto is where I was like, you know, I was writing this book and then it kind of expanded my dream. I'm like, okay, if if I'm able to kind of recover, then that should be the next step, right? Like teaching other people how they can, you know, lead to an integrative medicinal doctor, like, you know, someone like you, or reach out to the right resources. And they don't have to suffer all their entire life, you know, just being stuck with the illness. So there are ways for everybody to recover. So that was the um, last part that was the real transformation where now I've kind of taken it up on me to educate others through my book, through, you know, through speaking or, you know, just educating them that this illness is not something that they're stuck with it for life. So there is recovery after that. And, and anybody, you know, you're, you're just not meant to be here as a spectator. You're meant to be here spectacular, right? Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, so your true uh, real well-being comes when you kind of realize that your, as you rightly said, that, you know, your health is your own responsibility. It's in your own hands. We do have like so many resources available. Try to tap into the right uh, medications, the right system, and, you know, try to connect with the uh, Eastern uh, medications and Eastern values. So that's what I'm talking about in the uh, book as well. I love that. I think that's such helpful information. The book, everyone, is The Motto Effect. It's out now. I'm assuming everywhere books are sold. Mina, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, so you can reach out to me through my uh, website, which is minachan.com. And also, I've got my Facebook, my Instagram. So it's out there. And the best way to uh, reach out to me is uh, check it out on Amazon right now, The Motto Effect. 
and that's going to lead you the book has all the information how you can reach out to me awesome all right i gotta ask a, a very odd question why does your handle your social media handle is at mina chan eight why is the eight there <laughs> that is so interesting that you noticed that so eight for me is uh, is my um the birth date but also eight for me eight means a complete um, circle right you you go all around you start somewhere you come back to the same place so i was kind of connecting the dots and this purpose this journey everything has been like you know infinite for me so that's the eight and i'm so glad that you noticed that well i'm an eight that's why i asked because i there are eights all around me my birthday is april 8th um, my email has an eight in it. It's so that's why I noticed because it's a number that I resonate with as well. So anyhow, well, thank you for taking the time out today to uh, talk to us about this and Hashimoto's, which is again, like many other illnesses, one of the most undiagnosed conditions in women today. It is common, especially in transitions of hormones, whether that's adolescence, your twenties, when you're getting pregnant, or perimenopause and menopause, if you are feeling differently or worse, there's usually a reason why. Don't Please don't think it's in your head, which is what I hear from so many of you when you come to get checked out. But thank you, Mina, for joining us. And for everybody else, thank you for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Remember to post a review on Apple Podcasts and get a free bottle of Boost. And I will see you guys next time. Stay healthy, stay well, and stay superpowered.